Yo, what up? It's DK. Thank you so much for listening to the Mixing Music Podcast. I just want to do a quick plug about Antares and Autotune. Antares makes the original industry standard autotune that we all know and love the sound of. We are sponsored by them, so if you visit mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash autotune, we do get a small kickback from every purchase. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Please enjoy this episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hello and welcome back to Mixing Music. I am DK and I'm your host for this show, this episode. And uh, today I wanted to talk about some general misconceptions about mixing um, and why it's really hard to be taught how to mix and why YouTube and experience is the best teacher and the only way to really learn how to get better at mixing. Um, I've had this conversations many times before, but it's also come up a lot in my life recently for like the past few weeks. So I think this is a very pertinent process, uh, pertinent uh, episode that I believe will help you out. Now, I've quoted this before. I'm trying to remember who said it. Now I'm confused. I'm pretty sure it's Chris Lord Algae, but it might have been Dave Pensato. But anyway, um, I watched a YouTube video where... A Grammy-winning, extremely awesome mix engineer said, I can teach you how to make a snare sound great. I can't teach you what a good snare drum sounds like. And this is the unfortunate truth about mixing. We can get better. We can learn how to mix. We can watch YouTube videos all day long. But the problem is, there's one key difference between someone more experienced like me, or probably like you, maybe, and someone that is less experienced or someone who is starting out. And the key difference is this. Key difference is this. When I receive a mix, a rough mix from a producer, and they want me to spend the time actually mixing it down, when I receive a rough mix, I hear the rough mix, and I can tell just by listening to it within 10 seconds, I can hear where it can go. I can hear the ending to a certain degree. I can, I can hear where it can end up. Now, there might be some flexibility as far as, you know, how I can hear the end product to be. But even an amazing rough mix, if I hear anything that I feel like um, should change slightly, I can already hear it. I don't need to. And this is where the big difference is between someone newer and someone more experienced is that the tools that I use, the plugins that I use, the techniques that I use, everything that I do, I already know what I want versus Someone who's newer is trying to figuring is trying to figure out what the end product could be by using the techniques and the tools that they have. 
I hope that makes sense to you. My tools, my techniques, after a certain point, is just being used to help me get to the end that I already hear, that I can already kind of perceive. I can't teach you that. And I have terrible tinnitus. It's not about ears. It's not about training your ears. I think training your ears is important, but you don't need to, if you're like partially deaf, it doesn't matter. To be honest, a lot of the guy, uh, I'm forgetting the name, but the guy uh, who mixed some of the Beatles records, they asked like, why aren't you using more of the stereo thing, right? And he didn't say anything until later in his life where he said like, I've actually been deaf in one of my ears. Okay, you don't need to have perfect hearing. Al Schmidt, 89-year-old dude, can like is apparently um, not the best hearing anymore because he's older. Still makes great sounding records. Having good ears is not part of your problem. The part of the problem that the only way to fix this problem that I can see in a lot of younger, newer mix engineers or producers that want to mix is just being able to hear what the end product is, hearing where the potential of music can go. And this is, I think it's due to a few things. The first thing is one, getting used to your monitoring. I'm going to do a whole nother episode on just monitoring, but getting used to your monitoring. Um, You hear this a lot, but what does that really mean? I think that means that you're listening to music in general made from other people, other producers, and hearing their EQ spectrums and how they kind of fit in the EQ world. Um, On just for fun, just listening through your monitors, using tons of reference tracks always, mixing a ton, just understanding how audio works through your speakers to the point where when you listen to a rough mix on your speakers, you can hear some of the other stuff that's already been played through your speakers and you know what it can do. You know if it's too bright, if it's too dark, how much flexibility you have in the low end. This is all stuff that you can get better at just by understanding your monitors and hearing and comparing what your mixes are doing in your own same speakers. So now it's come to a point when I listen to music through my speakers, I know exactly where everything stands, where everything should fit, how it should feel. And when I get a rough mix, right off the top, I can hear, okay, I could actually boost a lot more high end in this. Or maybe I shouldn't boost any high end. Maybe I should take out some high end. Or maybe I should take out some low end. Or, hey, I, I should probably add in a little bit more low end. I can hear that right off the bat. Um, just because I'm so used to my monitors and I know what there's, what music is supposed to sound like. Now, the second best way to get better at hearing the end product, hearing the end result, is by YouTube. And what I mean by YouTube is a specific aspect. You learn a lot of techniques. You learn about some tools. You learn about how people mix certain things. Now, the only way that you can actually really learn and how this applies to what I'm saying is you take these techniques that you learn on YouTube or from friends or from classes or whatever, and you have to apply them. As soon as you learn them, you have to use them and try to understand the why behind why someone is doing that technique and how it affects the sounds and more importantly, how it affects the emotional aspect of that sound when they do that technique. There are no right or wrong answers. There is no definitive tool that you use to sculpt your low end or your mid range. There is none. It's just techniques and these techniques provide different sounds and vibes And you need to increase your arsenal, your, how do you say, like your closet of techniques and tools that you have, and you need to be able to understand what each one can do. And you can't learn how to do that unless you're using your plugins and trying them out and applying the things that you learn to figure out why someone did those things, how it changes the audio, the vibe that it creates. Once you have a huge understanding and a huge, uh, 
a closet full of tools and um, sounds that you know you can sculpt and how to sculpt them, then that helps you understand and hear the end product a little bit better. Next time you receive a rough mix because of that, you know exactly what you want. Not only can you hear, oh, I want the mid uh, the, the bass and the kick drum to sound like this. Not only can you hear it, but you know right off the bat how you're going to go around doing it and which tools you're going to use to get there. It's different from a beginning mix engineer or someone who's trying to mix on their own. They're, we're not trying to sculpt the end. We already know how it's supposed to end to a certain degree. And we're just trying to get there um, using the tools. So it's a little bit different. So I don't, I'm not saying that just because you're trying to figure out what it is doesn't mean that you're inexperienced. I'm just trying to say that the outlook, the mindset is different for someone experienced versus someone who is starting out. If you want to get better at mixing, I think that it is very important to understand what tools you have in your library of your, your knowledge, you know, your, your portfolio, I would say, maybe, um, and uh, figure out what they do, why they do them, and how people, other people use them. I mean, just because someone else uses them in a certain way doesn't mean that you should or shouldn't use them in a certain, that same certain way. But I think that it's part of your responsibility and the best way to learn is to use them and figure out why someone did that. I keep repeating myself because this is very, very important. Watching YouTube alone, watching YouTube alone is not enough. You got to understand why people are saying that. When you look up Recording Revolution with Chris Graham, why is Chris Graham saying these specific things? When you watch Into the Layer with Dave Pensado, why is Dave Pensado saying these same things? Does it matter what exact plugin you use? Hell no. Doesn't matter at all. Not even in the slightest bit. But the point is the concept. Why? Why is he doing that? What is it changing in the sound? How does it change the song? Go back to the vibe of the song. Some songs don't need big kick drums, subby kick drums. Some songs need just like a little bit more papery kick drum. I hate to say papery, but you know, that's sometimes that's what the song, I mean, like with trap music and 808s, it's going to sound different from like your classic 90s styled rap music. Like your Dave Grohl music is going to sounding like your rock music is going to sound totally different from, you know, the indie vampire weekend sound. You know, it's everything is totally different and it, it gives a vibe, it gives a sound. There's no right answer. Um, so just know why people do things. The third thing I kind of already gave it away and I'm going to say is there is no right or wrong answer. I cannot stress this enough. If anybody on YouTube says, for example, I've heard this many times, you should high pass everything. They're probably wrong. Psych. They're, they're not wrong at all. They probably have a reason for why they said that, right? There is no right or wrong answer. How did the music sound? Did it actually make it sound better? Maybe in that case. If a guy says, you shouldn't high pass anything, are they right? Are they wrong? No. I think we need to understand why they do things because there is no right or wrong answer. Music is just communication. It's a form of communication. And sometimes we forget about that. Sometimes we as mix engineers tend to get caught up, or as producers, we tend to get caught up in the technical aspect of it. But what I believe is very, very important for our job when we're mixing is to focus on the artistic outcome while going through the means of the technical. So we need to be technical to create an artistic outcome, but it is not a technical thing that we do. Does that make sense? I'm not saying that what we do isn't technical in the sense that you, it's really easy to learn and all the tools are really easy to learn. And no, I'm, I mean it in the sense that Music is literally just communication. 
we we are using technical means and technical tools to get to a point where people don't have to think about the technical at all. The best mixes are the ones where people don't know how don't even think about the mix. They just listen to the music. They're just communicating with the artist in their own way. Right? So there is no right or wrong answer or some set defined rules. Some stuff sounds better, really crappy sounding. Some stuff needs to be clean. And some stuff, it could be either or. It's just the vibe or the, uh, the aesthetic choice of the artist. Lots of the mixed decisions that people make that you don't even like, that you might not like, you have to understand a lot of it is just aesthetic choices. They're not wrong. You're not right. It's literally just aesthetic preferences. It's superficial. It does not matter. What is good, what is bad is very, very subjective. And I hate to say it because there are, in my opinion, some mixes that are better, some mixes that are worse. But after a certain point, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It can go totally right. It can go totally left. And if it sounds good, if it vibes, if you can see the people around you bobbing their head, then it's probably at least good enough. At that point, it's just aesthetics. How do you want it to feel? How does the artist want you to want it to feel? What does the producer think? Sometimes the producer has a big say in the mix. And uh, that's what really matters. I don't want to take away the importance of mixing and the, take away the importance of the technical, but I don't want people to get caught up in the technical and think that that's the most important thing, that I have all these tools, I have all these plugins, and I'm, I'm about to get more plugins, and these plugins are the best plugins. It doesn't matter. It does not matter, not in the slightest. It matters what you know about your tools, how to use them, what kind of sounds you can make with them, and how you can improve the artistic communication that the artist is trying to get across. Is that cool? I'm just trying to get away these misconceptions. There are no right or wrong answers. There are no right or wrong answers. And the best way that you can improve is just by doing it a lot, referencing a lot, having a good circle of friends, artists that you're able to get feedback back and forth in maybe, if, that, if that's what you need to get help, you know. Always be humble. Always be willing to learn. And there, again, there is no right or wrong answer. There is no perfect mix. If you're trying to find a perfect mix for each of your songs, you're never going to find it. You're never going to be happy with your mix. It's literally just aesthetics after a certain point. So let me tell you this. I want you to send me your mixes. So if you would like feedback, I want you to send me your mixes. Send them to me, D-E-E-K-E-I, mixes at gmail.com. I receive a couple every week. I love to hear the music that you guys are making. I love to give feedback. And I, I like to say that I'm pretty damn good at giving feedback. Send me an email, an MP3 file, and uh, let me help you. Let me, be, let me uh, you know, help build value in your life and let me be of service to you. That is always for free. You can email me at any time. On that note... One thing that I really appreciate is a five-star review and a rating. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star review and rating. You have no idea how much that helps me. It's so, so important, and I read every single one of the comments. I love you guys so much, and I love what we do here, and I love mixing music, and I'm so passionate about it, and I could talk on and on and on about this, but I'm trying to keep the episodes short for you. If you have any questions, feel free to send me an email. Find me on Instagram at D-E-E-K-E-I Mixes, D-K Mixes, and stay saucy. One, two, three. Yeah.
This episode of Mixing Music with DK has been brought to you by LaunchPod Media. If you want to start a podcast, make sure to start it right with LaunchPod Media. We have a lot of videos of the podcast and various other tutorials on YouTube. You can subscribe to our channel at mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash YouTube. Happy mixing and enjoy the show. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 